0: everyone this is nanette from nanettefaygordon.com and you're listening to the fire after 50 podcast this is the spot where i sit down with passionate women over the age of 50 and we explore what lights them on fire women who listen to their own intuition to design a life they love many in unconventional ways so sit back and prepare to be inspired Welcome to the next episode of the Fire After 50 podcast. Uh, Today, I am super excited to introduce you to a woman that um, I recently met online, although we were just talking before we started, that um, we feel like we've known each other for a long time. And I think that there's some reasons for that, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, but back a couple of years ago, when we first met, I kind of asked her a couple of questions and, um, this is the little brief, um, what she had to say about herself. And it was sort of like the short answer to the big question. And she says, I was born and raised in Bangor and Augusta, Maine. I went to Florida first, Orlando for 15 years. I went to court reporting school and was a court reporter hated it no talking no thank you i got a ba in speech pathology but never got into grad school fate became a teacher of court reporting because it's what i knew fell in love with teaching started acting on the side then got the itch to come and make it big in la not exactly how it went i taught court reporting here in la until 2010 when i decided to become a yoga teacher this is basically what every field actress, director, or writer does. Around 2008, I met my wife. Had never dated a woman, and there you have the story. We've been together ever since. Terry Littlefield, thank you so, so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. i you, s- you. super excited to have you on the podcast and i want to hear all about you and what you do and how you got here and my first question though almost always is what is lighting you on fire right now
1: <laughs> it's such it's such a good question i'm like okay right now there's a couple a big thing is uh connection connection is lighting me on fire because the past few years Connection kind of went away with the pandemic and with becoming an online teacher, yoga teacher. And so connection became a little less. And so it's important to me now to get that back in my life. So connection, community, gathering with, with people that I want to gather with. So a much more conscious choice than maybe in the past. Um, but something else, this is so silly, but it popped into my <laughs> popped into my head. It's like, there's this thing on Facebook called buy nothing, B-U-Y, buy nothing. And people in the neighborhood, you have to apply to get in. And people in your two mile radius put things on that they want to get rid of. And you say, yes, I'm interested. And so it's this sharing thing. Where you're not out buying more junk that you don't need, but you see something that you would actually like. So it's this community thing, which oh, I love comes it. back to the community and connection. And yeah. I love it.
0: Well, and also it gives you an opportunity to meet other people in your two mile radius. Yes. Like yes. how often these days do we not even know our neighbors? Yes. You know, so what a great idea. I'm going to have to check it out and see if it's here. Uh, If it's here in Maine, I have no idea. Probably not up here in Aroostook County, but we'll see. You never know. Hey, maybe I'll get it started if they don't have it here.
1: Start it up. It is wonderful. Like I went through my under the bathroom sink, you know, that horrible (laughs) place where you have like 14 used nail polishes, et cetera, et cetera. And I posted those and someone was thrilled and they come pick it up. You put it out on your porch and they come pick it up. I love it.
0: I love it. And then it's just gone and you have a clean under your sink and everybody's happy.
1: Yes. And I haven't contributed to the landfill.
0: Mm -hmm. There you go. So I want to talk for a minute about, um, I mean, you're from, you're a Mainer, you're a main girl. And I think that is one of the biggest reasons why I feel like I've, I feel like I've known you since, I feel like I went to school with you. I mean, I feel like I've known you for ages.
1: (laughs) I feel that same thing. And I was obsessed with getting in contact with you through that course when I saw that you were from Maine. Mm, I love that. And the
0: fact that you went from Maine to Florida, and now you're in the suburbs of LA. Yes. um, That's, I mean, that's a long way around. But I was thinking this morning, you know, when we get to be the age that we are, um, I think, Wherever we are, it's probably been a long way around that's that's yes. how it feels, right? I mean've we've, <laughs> yes. we've lived many, many lives in this in this lifetime,
1: absolutely. And I've even gone back to Maine a couple of times, but because I was gone so long, it definitely was was different. But my goal is to spend more time in maine. Mm-hmm. As, as my life continues on, for sure, I want to spend more time there hugging mm. trees and smelling that clean air and mm. looking at that sky with a gajillion stars. Yes.
0: And I want to actually spend more time in California. Um, I have a brother in San Diego and yeah. I've been out twice to visit him. And one of my dreams is to the, do the Pacific Coast Highway. Um, and, you know, because I'm a photographer, i just have always been obsessed with um the the west coast and i actually didn't go to the west coast until about 10 years ago so i was around what 52 53 years old it was my first time at the west coast on the west coast and we weren't there for very long i was doing i was um on the team for race across america which is the bike race that goes from the pacific to uh, goes yeah from the pacific ocean to the atlantic ocean and oh, I crewed. Wow. I crewed for it. I didn't ride it, um, but anyway, we were right around San Diego for like two or three days, and I loved it. And I cried when we had to leave. I was like,
1: I have to come back here. Oh my gosh, it's the same when I leave Maine. I cry. I'm like a little child. My little <laughs> inner person is like, I love it here. No, I
0: know. Well, you know, home can be many places. I think. Yes. And um, thank goodness we have had an opportunity to travel around and see some different places and and feel good about several different places. I think that's that's a real benefit. And um, one of the things about being our age that is a big benefit is we've hopefully been a few places.
1: Absolutely. And I think at this age, what's coming up for me, it's so empowering to say, I love LA and I love my wife and I love being here and I also love Maine and want to spend more time there and ideally I could go back and forth mm. and that it doesn't have to look like I'm only in LA or I'm only in Maine that's the yeah. life I want to create and at this age you do become a little bit like and this is what I'm going to do so watch out
0: <laughs> exactly exactly yeah.
1: yeah it doesn't have to
0: be either or it can be right. and and yes. and And more, you know. Um, So one of the things I would like to know is you spent a long time being a court reporter and then teaching court reporting. And now you are a yoga teacher and meditation teacher. Um, You know, how do they compare? And Mm. are there things that you take from your court reporting days that help you or have an impact on you as a yoga teacher or
1: yoga instructor? Mm, Such a good question. I will say I only was a court reporter for three years and I taught for 17. So once I got into teaching and realized again that I could talk because the court reporter sits there quietly typing away, um, then teaching was my thing. But Court reporting is one of the most difficult things to learn. The failure rate for going to school for court reporting is about 93%. People go to school and they don't get out because it is so difficult. So when they look like they're just sitting there, la de, da, de, da, that is not what's happening. They are amazing humans. So I think that kind of uh, discipline and that never-ending desire to learn and hone my craft. I definitely took into, I tried with acting, but I definitely took it into movement and body awareness and breathing mechanics and finding joy. All the things that I want to teach because there's 14 trillion yoga teachers just here in LA, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to create postures, breath and joy for women, mid-century modern women, that don't wanna wear a half top, that aren't half naked wanting a pretzel pose. So I've just kept learning and growing and learning and growing and it has saved me many times. So I feel like, gosh, Terry, just because you don't have you know, a TED talk or a PhD does not mean you can't make a difference here. Keep mm-hmm. learning, keep sharing keep Absolutely. learning keep sharing
0: yeah yeah and i love that you focus on um older older women and you know as you know um my empowered portrait project was all about older women because i yes. felt like they really need to we we really need to be more seen and more heard awesome. and more um uh, listened to in lots of ways um not just because i think that we're wise but also because a lot of us over 50 are the ones that hold a lot of the purse strings. And so the people, the society is really not that smart if they aren't (laughs) listening to us and what we would like because, you know, we kind of have the purse strings in society in a lot of ways. Yes. Um, But I love that you're focusing on um, older women and I'm sure that your client, a lot of your clientele comes to you because that is your, your, your. I mean- That's what you're specifically doing. And yeah, and I think as we get older, I know for myself, I do a little bit of yoga and I don't really want anybody else in the room because of, you know, being older, the things around being older. So I would love to come to you if I was in LA because I would feel like she understands.
1: Yes, well, you can come to me online because that's, that's how I'm teaching right now, which is also different. But think again, we're tired of driving here and then parking. And it's a whole thing in LA. So now they can walk into their little space that they have created in their home and come on and join. And then we move and breathe and we have fun together. My, I just am, the culture of of yoga has changed a lot, right? Because capitalism, like we're going to make it a billion dollar industry and it all has to look a certain way and be super fancy and and super young it's all of those things that i just refuse i'm not accepting that i'm in the best shape of my life from weight training from yoga but i'm the softest that i've ever been in my life mm-hmm. i am just like a soft cushiony human like wow. there's quilting i call it quilted northern my thighs are quilted like No one sees that that in the yoga world. I'm like, it Mm. exists, folks. We're Mm. real human beings and we're getting softer.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. And it's a beautiful thing. Yes. You know, I've always had kind of hard edges in lots of ways, I think. And and I feel the same, like I'm getting softer in lots of
1: ways and it's okay. It is because that with that comes like that softer heart and that Belly that relaxes, and then there's better breathing, and you're more aware and you're present because you're softer. That could be a main trait because I've been known in the past to be a little bit edgy. Sarcasm, definitely a go-to. Yep, yeah. Did you <laughs> grow up with brothers? No, I did no, not. I, no. I have one sister, but okay. Uh she, she's autistic, so that's a different challenge, but no
0: brothers. No, no, because I, I have four brothers and and I sort of blame that a little bit on my edginess because I'm yes. I had to really hold my own. I had two younger and two I have two younger and two older and I you know I had to hold my own, which I'm really pleased now that you know it gave me that a little bit of edginess. Absolutely. Um, but, but you're right, it could be it could definitely be a main thing, like yeah, don't f with me, you know. Yes,
1: yes. And <laughs> speaking of that, there's the cursing, right? I exactly I am a big big cursor and I don't use that in my yoga profession you know Mm -hmm. it's not when I teach people to do a squat or do a warrior two and feel strong in their body I'm not cursing at them but you know (laughs) there's that there's that division people are like gosh you know but you curse in your real life and I said yes and it's okay to not curse on my job I wouldn't curse if I were working at an office either exactly yeah (laughs) yeah
0: Well, Terry, one of the things that I that has really, um, you know, over like the umbrella of when I've read your, you know, read your bio and I looked at your website and I've chatted with you. And one of the things that I really admire most about you is your sense of humor. And I think, you know, you kind of went to like the yoga um, And meditation world has changed a lot in the past few years. And, you know, I guess I did know that a little bit, although I'm not super involved in that world, but the thing I loved about you or love about you and everything I've seen you write is your sense of humor that you bring to the practice, that it doesn't have to feel so serious. And so, I don't know, like, Mm -hmm you know Great. and i saw on your bio that you just finished um a class called yoga yoga laughter certification
1: yes laughter yoga i did that certification in march after wanting to do it for years and you tell us about it oh it was such fun of course it is an interesting thing because the practice of yoga specifically is very sacred right that is a sacred practice and it deserves to be honored and this is why i say i teach postures breath and joy so there's elements of yoga in there but there's also elements of moving your body and i do teach with humor because i believe with my whole heart my whole being that we need more play and we do need to lighten up because the world is very heavy and so when we can share humor and fun with each other, I think that's fantastic. So, the training, it's funny. It's not, I keep saying it's funny because it was such a good time. And again, that was online. I didn't, you know, I was like, how can I do this online? But it's truly about getting people to laugh by giving them laughter exercises. Okay. So, we're going to pretend we're on the cell phone and we're not getting the best of news, but we're like, ha, ha, ha. So fake laughter, which in turn becomes real laughter. I remember like in sixth grade when you didn't want to laugh in class, but you had started laughing with a friend and you couldn't stop. Mm, I love that. It's like that. So when you get started, it continues and you have this belly laughter and you know, not to go sciency, but like your respiratory diaphragm is your main breathing muscle. And that's the muscle that's working during laughter as well. So it, it is exercisey, mm. if you will, Love but it. you're laughing and then your face feels better mm. and then other people feel better. And so I just, I want to share that more and more. It's awkward for people. It is awkward for people to let go, to let that guard down, to be silly and to be playful. So I am mm. on a mission to get yes. more of that. Mm. Well, it's uh it's one of the things that I do when I'm doing a portrait
0: session almost every time, not always, but um, anyone who's been photographed, may, you know, by me uh, in my studio will probably roll their eyes. They'll be like, yeah, I remember this moment where I'm, I usually say to them like, okay, um, I have to just get over myself right now because I'm going to mm-hmm. do something that's really stupid and sort of embarrassing, mm-hmm. but you just have to go with it. And they're yes. kind of looking at me like, "Oh no, what the hell is she gonna do?" Yes. And then I'll just be like, "Oh, yes." And and then you know they can't help but laugh, you know. Yes. They just because I'm being so silly and so stupid and you know self deprecating, <laughs> you know. Yes. And and then I I photographed this woman a couple of years ago who was part of my project, and I told her what I was gonna do. She goes, "Oh, you mean a laugh fest?" Oh. And I was like. Yes, goes, oh, I do that. So she's an MSW who does stand up comedy as therapy for women. And, and they, they have laugh the vests. I yes. love it. Isn't that? Yes.
1: Awesome? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So oh, good. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. Me you too. don't feel bad when you're laughing. Right. You don't even feel bad if you just put a smile on your face. You can't be. Right. You, you can't be so pissed. You no. <laughs> change, you shift your energy. That's right. That's right. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um. So, what do you do for
0: yourself on days that maybe you don't feel like laughing? Maybe you don't feel like mm-hmm. smiling. Maybe you don't even feel like doing yoga. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other practices um, that you use or you tap into besides yoga or meditation? Um, that really kind of help you maybe move from a place that isn't so great into
1: a better place? Absolutely. I, like many people and this age and post-menopause, have quite a bit of depression and anxiety. So all of the tools that I have learned are super helpful. But on those days where I'm like, uh, oh, Life is shit. I'm over everything. I'm over everyone. Number one, I shower. (laughs) I force myself to take a shower because you feel better and the water can like wash things off. I like that visualization thing. I also am a big fan of music. So I put some music on and I dance or I move. I mean, most. Folks might not call my dancing, dancing, but I I'm dancing in my kitchen, in my living room, blasting music. Mm -hmm. That's super important to me. If you don't move your body, you can't move your mind. So I have learned when I'm depressed, when I'm anxious, I need to move. Mm -hmm. So I don't often recommend a breath practice or meditation when I'm like that or to somebody else, because they're already like wah wah, and then I'm saying, why don't you sit and be quiet for 15 minutes? No, go outside, hug a tree, touch the ground, yell at the sky, all of the playful, act like a child. Have That's not just thinking fight. when you said that very yes. very childlike. Go back yes. to what you love to do as a child. Yes, and maybe you didn't get to do it right. I took dance, I quit. I took flute, I quit, I took piano. I, I, Now looking back, wow, wish I had... But you can't live back there with regret. So music really feeds my soul and I use that. Mm-hmm. I also will journal sometimes, very sassy journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, those are sacred. I have a, a friend that we say, listen, if one of us is to pass go get my journals, burn them. Mm -hmm. Because nobody (laughs) needs to be reading that. Absolutely. I I need to make a pact with
0: somebody about that, I think. It's absolutely necessary. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a really, that's that's a good one. Did you catch that, guys? Yeah. (laughs) Make a pact with a friend. Yes. um, That if you pass, somebody gets your journals and they burn them all. And maybe they have like a celebration with that fire, you know, like right. A celebration. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that be great? Like a fire dance or yeah, it's a fire dance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I love the movement. Um, I think you made it, you said a line like, um, you know, moving your body is moving your mind. And, you know, I like to do the same thing when I'm trying to be creative and maybe it's yes. like, coming up with a new online course I want to teach, or maybe it's, you know, a new idea for something I have and I'm stuck, you know, I really need to just close the computer, close my notebook, go outdoors, you know, go feed my chickens, walk to the mailbox, which is about a half mile away, you know, just go out in the backfield, go for a walk. And sometimes it only takes 10 minutes and I can sit back down and I'm like, Whew. Okay. Yes. I'm ready to roll again. It's like I moved my body and it helped to shift my mind. It's it really, we can only sit and stare at our computer for so long or stare yes. at a notebook. Yeah.
1: And you can't sit in the stuckness and expect it to go away. You're not going to unstuck yourself by sitting in stuck. Absolutely. It doesn't work. And I think, you know, postures, breath, and joy for me is, again, there's this, expectation or, you know, that you need to do yoga an hour and a half a day. You need to meditate for 20 minutes a day and you need to have a spa day and you need all of these things all of the time. Postures, breath and joy is where can I put these things into my life? Where can I stand up for five minutes and shake my whole body, shake my arms, shake my legs, shake my booty. Mm -hmm. And then where can I pause and breathe. Maybe when I'm doing the dishes, instead of getting cranky and pissed off about doing the dishes, which I do, it's clean up every night, right? But instead, I'm like, oh, I could take this time to take a few conscious breaths. It gets me into that place of, wow, I have water, I have dishes, I have food, I have all of these things. So it shifts. Mm. And then where can I put in moments of joy in my life? Walk outside, again, hug the tree, or pick up a pretty flower at Trader Joe's when you're there because yeah. you just want some flowers in your house. Yeah. It does yeah. not have to be hours and hours a day. Nobody has time for that. No. And it doesn't have to be expensive either. Right. You know, to sit and think about one thing that
0: you're grateful for or find one small joy. I was just talking about this with a friend, you know, like in the midst of um, my partner when he had cancer and we were going through and, you know, feeling angry and lots of those negative things and then it was like, okay, I need to find one thing that is joyful today, whatever that might be. And I mean, it was from maybe going to the cafeteria and sitting by myself and having some little yummy dessert, or, you know, maybe it was just, you know, going for a little walk or rubbing his feet and having a joyful moment with him or, you know, whatever it was, it was like, to shift from I'm angry, I'm, you know, irritated, I'm why me, Why you know, those in fine and to just even that small shift of like, okay, what's one thing I'm grateful for here, or yes, it makes a really big difference. It
1: really does a huge difference. And again, it's, well, I have a, a friend that's dealing with some sickness. And She was really down and and I said, why don't we, it's not going to fix anything, right? We're allowed to also have all of those feelings of poor me and this sucks because you know what? That's truth as well. And then I said to her, okay, what about we do a gratitude practice together every single day? We text each other three things that we're grateful for and try to really dig deep, not like I'm grateful for the floor. I'm grateful for the sun, whatever. Those are lovely. So we did that. And she really said that it helped. It, She found benefit from that. And I did too. I'm like, mm-hmm. my gosh, we, ha- we do have so much to be grateful for. But a gratitude practice has also become very, you know, buzzword, cliche. Practice your gratitude and your life will become rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. No. <laughs> but it will get you back to okay, it's not all doom and gloom in this moment. I do have something to be thankful for.
0: Right, a shift, a small shift. Yes. Yeah. Terry, tell me about um, the cadaver lab. Mm. Oh my gosh.
1: That's on my bucket list to do another one. So I've done a couple cadaver labs because I'm obviously in love with the body. So getting to see the inside of the body was very important to me. I wanted to see a respiratory diaphragm because I wanna know more about the breathing. And, you know, I got to see a bladder. What, oh, that explains so much. That bladder is just so little small, like interesting. Basically, you put your lab coats on, we went to the university, it was a day long thing through the physical therapy department and they took us in and we got to look and touch and it was also very sacred and honoring these folks that donate their bodies to do this Mm. i I want to do that Um, you know it's a beautiful human being lying there and nobody's like gosh you know they don't have six-pack abs or wow, how come they have wrinkles? Mm. There's none of that BS. Mm. It's this gorgeous, magical human is there Mm. and you get to witness it and learn about it. So I found it extremely fascinating. It's not for everybody, Mm. right? It's it
0: must be like a new level, give you a new level of the sense of the body, though, when someone comes to you to do yoga or, you know, and they they have an ache or a pain or a problem area. I mean, you probably really can go so much deeper in how you help them because you've seen the insides and you know yes. what it looks like. It's not most of us is just like, well, I've
1: seen a picture of it in a science book, right? Know? Right. And then it's that's flat. Right. So we we don't really understand those things. And it also gave me freedom to realize how much I don't know Mm. the learning will never stop. Most professions, it shouldn't stop. But with the body, for sure, it's not going to stop my learning. So, you know, doctors were grateful for them. And sometimes they send people to yoga and I don't even they don't even know what they're sending them to. Mm hmm. They could end up in a class that's, you know, total pretzel poses and upside down and handstands when they're not able to do that. But Mm -hmm. it has given me permission when someone comes and says, you know, oh, my shoulder really hurts. And I can say, well, okay, what kind of movements feel good? Let's Mm -hmm. focus on those movements for right now. And let's also focus on doing less because I'm not a doctor. I can't fix your shoulder. And my answer can be. I don't know. Let's investigate and be curious and Mm -hmm. encourage them also. I'm a big proponent of my students learning as well. Yeah. Yeah. Go learn about your body. So when your doctor says, well, the lumbar spine that, you know, they're talking about your low back. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, don't be afraid to ask your doctor, what are you talking about? Tell me in a language that I understand.
0: So you're giving them permission to really go, go learn this for yourself too. Like, I don't want to just tell you the answers here. I want you to become more educated. And I think that's the true sign of a wonderful educator. And it really sounds like in all the different things that you do and you've done, the basis is really that your heart, you're the heart of an educator your educator part of you is, is your heart. I mean, it feels Mm. like you're just a really natural educator. Thank you.
1: Thank you for that. I, I love that. That makes me feel really good in my body. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think when we tell or not tell, but we suggest to people, it's like, you know, catching a fish for someone or teaching them to fish kind of thing. It's,
1: it's ultimate
0: to not be in the kind of attitude of like, I know best. Let me tell you, it's like, hey what do you think and maybe you need to investigate that more and that yes kind of yeah yeah I
1: love that and I love when people encourage me to do that you know yes I like it too right yeah. it's being curious is such a good quality. Like, let's be curious about what's going on as life is just zooming by. Yeah, and it makes us feel more powerful too. I
0: think when, especially when someone says, "You're a smart girl," I think you'll figure it out. You know, like right? Like, oh my god, I don't know how to start a <laughs> podcast. And they're yes. like, instead of telling me how to do it, they're like, "You're a really smart girl. I think you can figure this out." I'm like, oh,
1: okay. I guess maybe I can do that. You know?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and so. I
1: I think for, uh, for bodies, especially in my level one class, because my gentle class is really gentle and people will say to me, oh my gosh, I looked forever to find a class that was truly gentle because they say gentle and then you go in and there's a down dog and there's a plank pose. And so ours is like kind of adult nap time. There's some gentle stretching and there's resting. And mm. so But during level one, when we are doing some more strong poses, we're standing, we're balancing, we're doing some things. And I think the permission thing for me, instead of if someone couldn't do a pose, or couldn't make the shape that looks like the cover of a magazine, I was like, who cares? Let's find a shape that feels good in your body. And we'll call it Warrior too, mm. because that's your warrior today, Ooh, right? That. Oh, like that's, that's a great idea. Yeah. Like, I don't care that your heel isn't aligned with your back arch. Nobody mm. cares. How does it feel mm. in your body? Yeah. Let's start with that. What does it feel like in your hips, in your low back, in your ankles? Is there something that doesn't feel great? All right. How can we shift that? Mm. Obviously, it's that's so easier with private sessions, but
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you do private sessions too? Yes. Mm-hmm. And those are super fun because we can really get into what that person is looking for. Yeah. It sounds
0: so supportive. You sound so supportive. Like that's the kind of person I would want for a yoga instructor. Instructor, Thank you. Instructor. you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> we need it. We all need support. You we know? really
0: do. Um I want to talk about gray hair for a minute. Yes. I saw, <laughs> yeah. I saw, I think it was on your website, maybe in your bio, um, something about um, gray hair. And when did, when did you let your hair go gray? Cause it's
1: absolutely beautiful. Thank you. I'm still like, I've, the bun is dark still, but the front is gray. So it's, <laughs> you know, at first I was like, that's tacky. And then I'm like, no, I love it. And Thank you, pandemic, because that's what happened. I got my hair colored and then the pandemic hit. So little bits of gray started to come in. And then I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. I am not spending that money. I am not. And it was getting like, it had to be so dark to cover it. Mm -hmm. And it had to be so often I had Mm -hmm. to go to do this. Mm -hmm. And I just, I know for, for some people, they love that. And yay, I'm not telling people don't color your hair. Mm. I was like, I'm over it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm so done with this. And I don't care what anybody thinks about my hair because now it's sparkly. (laughs) But what does your hair mean to you? Oh, all right. Well, that's a good topic for another podcast Um, (laughs) because we can talk a lot about our hair. I'm very attached to my bun. Uh I have fantasies of having super short hair but I will never do it because, well, I shouldn't say never. I might. But in my freshman year of high school, going to Haldale High School in Hollowell, Maine, <laughs> I went to have my hair cut with like this long feathered look. Mm-hmm. And the person cut it with a razor blade. And so she really did a total hack job. And I had to go to a second person to get it fixed same day. And I ended up with like Dorothy Hamill bowl head haircut. Yeah, I remember and that. I, oh, my God. It, it wasn't the good one to get. Like mm-hmm. I went back to school the next day and people were like, why did you cut your hair? OK, as a ninth grader, you're just, I mean, devastated. And I honestly have not like... People are not going to cut my hair now. I will keep my bun and my hair means a lot to me. It's kind of freedom of choice. It's 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 messy, which I am messy. And I think we should allow messiness. It is messy. And I think that is a little bit of the representation of my hair.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. That was one of the things that I explored with almost every woman in my Empowered Portrait Project Um, Was what their hair, and it wasn't, I didn't start out doing that. Mm. But every time we would talk, because everyone was over 50, we would end up talking about hair. And it was so interesting to hear what hair meant, what their hair meant. And it means something very different to many different people. And it, it we could do a whole podcast. Maybe we'll start one just called yes. like Hair. Hair. You know,
1: <laughs> Yes, not, it's not only a Broadway show. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So I did actually take a peek at your partner's
1: photography because she is a landscape photographer, right? Yes. She likes landscape and sports and pets. No weddings. Yeah, no yeah. weddings. Yeah, those are yeah. off the list.
0: But what I, what what struck me was it looks like she's doing a lot of traveling. And do you get to go too?
1: Yes. Ah, oh, oh my gosh, that is that, so wonderful. That's been part of our life together. Which for me, you know, being born and raised in Maine, the first time I got on a plane, I was eighteen. You know, we were we were fine growing up, but we didn't have a lot of extra money, and my mom was a single mom. And I remember being at Portland Airport and they said, you know, anybody that needs special assistance, you can come up to the thing first. And I went up there because I'm like, I do. It's my first time flying. And they're like, (laughs) "Okay, no, that's not for you. So there was that whole thing. But yes, the travel, I can't believe the places I have gotten to see and I do cry when I get to see those. My first out-of-the-country trip was actually to Bali. I was... Yeah. I worked the front desk at a yoga studio in exchange for free yoga. And somebody bowed out of the trip last minute. And they were like, do you have a passport? And I said, no. And they said, get one because you're going to Bali. And they took me to Bali. And I was so... I cried and was not the best. I was depressed when I came back for about a month. I could Mm -hmm. not re-enter. I do struggle with that.
0: Mm -hmm. I go to the
1: trips and I'm, I'm in it. And it's, there's something so magical about it that I don't want to leave it. I get very attached to the places where we go.
0: Yeah. It's very interesting how, again, like hair, how travel impacts different people in different ways. In Bali, I can just I mean, I can oh. only imagine it's definitely on my list. And, um, yeah. So that's where you mentioned, you know, you didn't really barter for the trip, or did you barter? Did you barter no. or they just took you mm-hmm. along?
1: They took me along, and wow. all yeah. I needed was spending money. I wouldn't have been able to go otherwise, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, that's that's how I do a lot of my traveling is well, oh. I, I do some bartering. That's However, amazing. yeah, I I uh, worked actually for one of my brothers for close to a year marketing um, an island um, cottage that he has in uh, in Villegas, which is off Puerto Rico, wow. and I marketed it for a year in exchange for a week there, and I got to take my two adult daughters, which was the most beautiful thing. But yes, it, it just really reminded me, and from what your story too that you know if there's a there's a will there's a way and if it's important to us we'll probably be able to find a way somehow someday yes.
1: and the reminder of the, the world is bigger than us and our you know I'm walking the dogs every morning and picking up poop the world is bigger than that and yes. i think that's i'm so grateful for it i mean when we went to paris I was like, whatever, Eiffel Tower, who cares? Like, I know it's amazing. No, I cried. Mm-hmm. I saw it. I cried. Mm-hmm. I just, Yeah. there's yeah. always something. This year we got to go to Portugal, which uh, I okay. fell in love with Portugal. I'm like, okay, how do I do a yoga retreat here?
0: There you go. Yes. There you go. Have you started the plans for that or?
1: No, I've been maybe. stalking a woman that <laughs> that is that has done that. So I've been looking at the location where uh, she was and
0: yeah, I you have, could run a, maybe you could run a yoga retreat in Portugal.
1: Yes. I mean, I I think it'd be great to run one anywhere, honestly. I've only done two and they were amazing. Mm-hmm. And again, there aren't a lot of yoga retreats for the mid-century modern plus yogi. They're yeah. all for acrobatics. Yes.
0: Yes. Well, I think that that would be a great thing. And, and especially knowing for myself, if I was going that it's going to be mostly, you know, older women, yes. um, that would be very comforting to know. And so, I mean, oh. even just the communication and the socializing with all the yes. other, you know, older women would just be, would be so lovely. And
1: the laugh fests. hello. Oh my- that would be so great yes i would love it so much Mm. so all right well i'll put that on my list
0: okay please do do you do meditation with people online too um is there i don't know is there a way to do that like how do you how do you um i know because i know you teach
1: meditation also um do you do you do that online with people i do that i weave that within my classes if someone wants coaching, like how the heck do I start a meditation practice? How do I do this? Then I would work with them one-on-one. But for me, the meditation is probably, oh, I love to just keep things easy and accessible. So like right now I have this 30 days has September program going on. We meditate you know, a minute each day up to 10. And we do that three times throughout September. So I, that's a way to like refresh a meditation practice or start. I am not, I just can't force people to sit in a cross leg position on the floor and breathe for 20 minutes. My hips hate that. So Mm -hmm. when I do meditation during a class, it may be, we are standing And we pause for eight breaths or we are in the middle of a pose. And how can we connect and go right to the breath? What if I just left you in this pose for days? What would you do? You would connect to your breath and you would go through it and you would do it. And then it's over. You know, you can get through this. So again, I like moments, moments of things that make our lives better. Just hearing you
0: step through that made me feel more relaxed. It's so <laughs> interesting just hearing you say that those those words made me feel more relaxed.
1: Good. Uh, I, I yeah. love that.
0: Yeah, me too. I think my shoulders just dropped about an inch. Yeah.
1: In <laughs> <laughs> because it looks different for everybody. Some people love a walking meditation. You know, I know a teacher who I admire so much and she goes on the week-long silent meditation retreats. And I'm in awe of that. I think that's amazing. I don't think that I would ever, I don't know if I would ever do that. It's not something that I want to do. Maybe I need to do it
0: (laughs) and embrace my quiet
1: side. Right.
0: There's something for everyone in the yoga practices and meditation practices. And I think that's a beautiful part is figuring out what is the right, right piece for you and your age and your lifestyle. And Yeah. Yeah. I love how passionate you are about all of it. And um, yeah, I'm just super, super excited that we've connected.
1: My gosh! I hope when
0: you come to Maine later on that we get a chance to go have a cup of coffee. And um, I mean, I said, I already feel as though I know you because we're Maine girls, we're Mainers and we, we stick together. We have a very familiar um, sense of each other. I think when we meet. Yes. And, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm thrilled. And my joy yeah.
1: quotient today now is like cup overfloweth because I'm connecting with you, and you're in Maine, and I know that you're right there. I'm like, I can, I know, I know where you are, and I can like feel it. And, and so I love it so much. I'm so grateful to get to know you. Yeah,
0: I'm very grateful too, Terry. So, where can people find you online?
1: Yes. Well, I'm on the evil socials. I'm on Instagram and that's at postures, breath and joy. You can also put in my name, Terry Littlefield, and that's my website, Terry Um, T-E-R-R-Y, spelled like a, a boy, <laughs> TerryLittlefield.com. But yes, I'm on uh, Instagram a lot and Facebook quite a bit, not uh, not because I think they're amazing. You have to be very careful to not be depleted by going on there. But I am trying to to get out there in the world. I want people to know I exist because I want to help people yeah. move, breathe and feel better.
0: Yeah. And I love that um, that you're teaching the classes online. So for us older women who, yeah, maybe don't live near L.A., Yes, um, we were in Maine or wherever we are, and we want to connect with other women um, that are of similar age. Yes, um, yeah, I'm. I'm definitely going to come take one of your classes. I mean, come, oh, I would like, love online. that. Online, I would love that too. I would really love that.
1: It's and, so good. And then when I go to Maine, I'm going to teach from Maine, which is part of this whole process.
0: That's wonderful. So you'll be online, but you'll be teaching from from Maine. Yep. Yeah, that is one of the beauties of, I think, since COVID is that we can do, we've learned, we've learned, you know, so many ways to be able to do things in different ways. And now that COVID is, you know, pretty much over, um, or we're kind of going back to more of a normal life, we can kind of pick and choose what works the best for us from all the things that we learned. And I love that.
1: And I think oftentimes, you know, again, about women our age getting dismissed, it's like, well- your people aren't on social media, Terry. They're, they're too old. I'm like, no, they're not. They are on there. I, they need to find me. So share, share, share. Um, and also they learned my one student just turned 85. She hosted her own zoom get togethers during COVID. Like, you can do it. We're Absolutely. all learning and growing all the time. And that makes us so great.
0: It really does. Yeah. We just never, we need to keep learning and learning and, and pushing ourselves a little bit to get out of our comfort zone and learn new things. And um, yeah, she was in her 80s and she's hosting yes. things online. That's yes. awesome. That's such a evolve great. Evolve or
1: die. That's what they say. <laughs> right? Evolve or evolve die. Or die. Yeah, yeah. I love it.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Terry. I really, really appreciate you spending time with me today. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's just been, it's been really, really wonderful. And I'm excited to see you when you come to Maine.
1: Me too.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fire After 50 podcast. Please check the show notes for links and resources to everything we mentioned in this episode. And if you'd like to be a guest on my podcast, please visit my website at nanettefaygordon.com. And surprise, surprise, I specialize in photographing women over 50. If you'd like more information, you can log on to my website. Thank you for listening.